It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. The Team Bear Sports Podcast, and there are two members here today. We've got Tim, we've got Kevin. Tim, I I, I want to let you explain. Where's Jackson today? Uh, Jackson, he let us know on Tuesday when we were going to record that he was too tired. And then he hits us, you know, with a uh, almost 4 p.m. Arizona time. So that was probably, you know, what, 6 p.m. your time? Yeah, it's within the th- a three-hour window of like when we were going to record this. Yeah, and saying, "Hey, uh, I got a buddy coming in. I can't record." I, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's you know, maybe it's me. I got a pretty you know, grindy lifestyle. I'm sure with you, with the young guy, you got you, you know, you know what's happening at seven p.m. when you wake up at seven a.m. Jackson's still living his life. You know, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, and God bless them. Yeah, we're on the married men schedule right now, and obviously, I got this when we were eating dinner because we eat dinner between five and six, and I'm sure you had a certain time when you got this text message from Jackson, and the fact that he got the call from his buddy, I'm, I don't know when, but you know, kudos to him. He's he's I'm envious sometimes of that lifestyle of just kind of getting to do what you want to do whenever but then and again it is nice to kind of have a schedule that you follow and you know so we're gonna it's just kevin and tim today no jackson i'm sure once we record next week we're just gonna give him a lot of shit about where he was and all that oh but, yeah hey, but it's absolutely the show goes on the show absolutely goes on and i think i mean i think jackson mentioned it this is his first episode he hasn't he hasn't missed he's been participant in all the episodes I, I stopped counting honestly of how many we we've done we might be at 50 or so now but yeah i i'm i mean you could certainly scroll and maybe we should have done the naming convention of like episode one two three but you know what we'll let you guess we'll let you guys guess yeah. the listener you know whatever maybe you've listened to five maybe this is, this is the first episode <laughs> this is the first episode man um you're going to be excited because there's going to be two people that can talk today that won't get interrupted. Yes, I was wondering which one of which one of us we're going to mention that first. We're going to get to <laughs> we're going to get to get our full opinion statements. You know, we're going to it's going to be nice. You know, Jackson, he's definitely he's our best bud, but he he sometimes yeah he he kind of interrupts a little bit. So we're going to get both of our. Full opinions on whatever it is we feel like talking about today. We could even go off the wall, talk about things that me and you have similar interests in that Jackson might not even know what anything's about. So it'll be a different, a different episode today, I feel. I love it. I uh, definitely feel sometimes that I've just, you know, I, I'm, I'm on his schedule. But it's kind of funny, though, that when it comes to bears and bear news, there's like nothing going on, and this is the one episode that he that he leaves. It's like it's not you know an episode that we have a lot of things to talk about, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe yeah, this well, is maybe this is the formula. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It, it, who knows? Who knows? That's a great point. Uh, although Jackson did say the buddy that is coming in that he's seeing is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he had a, he caveated it by saying that he was a a jaded or scorned Eagles fan, and I and I messaged. Uh, back in our group text saying, hey, he's got a lot to look forward to. I know we are not an Eagles podcast by any sense, Chicago Bears all the way, but I don't think if you're an Eagles fan, I don't think you can say that you're jaded or scorned. You got, you've got to be thrilled about this year coming up. What do you think? I I don't really get that. That's like the when the Giants started getting bad in like 2017-ish, that were like down bad on their team. I'm like, you just won like two Super Bowls in this decade 
they won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady in one of the best Super Bowls of all time. They beat us to get into there, uh, and they they were successful for that. And as you mentioned, Kev, they might be the front runner in their division. Absolutely. I didn't even think I totally like spaced on the fact that they won a Super Bowl within the past what five years. I don't remember off the top of my head what year it yeah, was, but it was the it was the twenty seventeen uh, or yeah twenty seventeen yeah twenty seventeen yeah so just around that time. But I don't can you be a, a scorned or jaded fan after winning the Super Bowl? And it's not like they've been just horrible. Like they've got no yeah. So I. Unless he's referring to like his entirety of fandom being an Eagles fan, I can understand that. But they've also been to multiple NFC Championship games and Super Bowls. I I I can I don't think I could consider Eagles fans being like jaded or scorned in any sense, at least from recent memory. I know they've had some bad seasons here and there, but I would gladly take multiple NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl win, another Super Bowl appearance. But I'm sure Jackson will come back with lots of information from his buddy. <laughs> they did have that quick turnaround, though, that was weird, where, like, what? It was two years, and they found out the sky's falling with Carson Wentz. Screw this guy. They fired their Super Bowl-winning coach. Like, man, we're the Bears. We're Bears fans. We're still hanging on to 85. It's all we heard when our entire existence of our lives. If we won a Super Bowl this year, I, I we could be dog shit all the way to 2035. I don't care. That's all I would talk about. Absolutely. The fa- and, and the fact that we decided to take on one of the ex-Eagles quarterbacks and Nick Foles because we thought that we're still living on to that, uh, the hype of the Eagles back then because they were so good. We decided to take in Nick Foles with his Super Bowl performance and his playoff performances. So Fooled Matt Nagy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely fooled Matt Nagy. Um, and I, I remember that in the group text, he was saying that he's not a big fan of Jalen Hurts. But, like, he's he's not a bottom 10 quarterback who, in the Jackson league. Jackson or this no, guy? Jackson's buddy, who he's ditching the podcast to go see, is not a fan of Jalen Hurts. But, like, he's, he, I, I don't watch a lot of Eagles games unless they're on, obviously, the game of the week or whatever. But... I don't look at him and say, oh, man, now you can't win with Jalen Hurts. I Did he have a game where he only had one passing yard, like our young quarterback, or no? I don't, I don't think he did. <laughs> I can't say he did. So I think that, again, they're a, a potential playoff team. And with the NFL, the way it is right now, if you just have a good team, look at all these quarterbacks that are available as, as free agents that, you know, Baker Mayfield's out there. Uh, Garoppolo's out there, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Drew Brees uh, said he might come back. And yeah. Play. A, a, a former massage rapist was uh, out there <laughs> for a particular time. It's, it's, you know, Russell Wilson's on, on the Broncos. I mean, like, it's crazy. If you have a good squad, you could get, uh, some either talent that's going to go on to your team and, or you can get a quarterback. So I, I would be in, I would be I would like to be in their position. Uh, they have a pretty good squad besides that. But, again, this isn't a uh, Philadelphia Eagles podcast. So Yeah, we just kind of went on a tangent there because Jackson's, Jackson's Philadelphia friend is coming in. So we – and he said he was scorned, so I kind of just left like a what kind of thought in my head. How can he be scorned and whatever. But, anyway, in terms of bear news, it's it's very light. This is kind of the portion of the year where – not a lot is going on until kind of the ramp up of training camp and going into the preseason. I think it was like 87 or so, 86-ish days until the first preseason game, somewhere around there. But, Tim, you, you mentioned it in the uh, kind of show schedule. What, what's been going on at training camp that might have us Bears fans a little bit hyped up? Uh, you got the new kid, Kyler Gordon. He's uh, doing some great things at OTAs. You're hearing good things constantly this whole week uh ball hawking skills getting after it going for it which is great but i guess that's just kind of where my question lies with you are are you buying it kev or is it just because he's our first pick so they're gonna that's what they're gonna do um i think i think it i mean yes because it's our it's our first pick or second round pick um 
if we didn't have such a god awful secondary, I don't think they'd be hyping this guy up as well. He could be totally killing it, but like it's a relative to what talent we saw last year. Like anybody could be killing it. Like the number two or three cornerback on the best secondary team in the league could be killing it for the Bears, and we'd be talking about it if we had that player on our team. Um, although I did see a lot of, I mean, I don't know what's real or not. A lot of um, other front offices saying that they liked Kyler Gordon uh, as a player that they're like, Oh man, that was a solid pick. It's, it's wait and see for me. Like I can't really judge anything in my own personal um, with my own. I can't judge anything until I see the guy play. You know, you can say all this stuff about how he's so good and Everflus is hyping him up, but until I see him play, like I can't really give my full two cents on the guy. The the worst worst part about it is in the media now they're portraying it like there might be a sort of a little bit of a rivalry between him and Jalen Johnson. And I think that's just fishing. I don't really get it. I don't like why would that matter? I, I don't know. Yeah, what, what's they're going to play on the same team. They're, it's going to be they're going to be playing together. They're going to be the cornerback one, cornerback two. I don't. What's I wouldn't, don't, it, wouldn't theoretically a <laughs> a good corner on the other side of the field, even if you are you know you think you're top guy, you want top money. First of all, you're owed money before him because you've been in the year at league for two years. And second of all, like. If if I got a lockdown guy on the other side, it makes my life easier because I'm probably going to get safety help. So I I don't get it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like it's a quarterback where there's only one of them on the field. You have at least two cornerbacks on the field at all times on defense. So they're not fighting for jobs. They're both going to play at the same time because there's nobody else even close to their those two guys in terms of talent. It's got to be just fishing for a story or Maybe because Jalen Johnson, I, I don't want to say he hasn't lived. This is his, what, third year, right? Mm-hmm. This upcoming year will be his third year. Yeah. He's hasn't. He's not like this superstar quarterback, if that's what kind of people were projecting him him as after his first year. So it's clearly, I, I think it's just like a fishing for something kind of story. You want to have both your quarterbacks competing and playing very well. So if I have that, I'll be very happy. Well, I think it also plays because he's got that, like, immaturity a little bit because he was the, yeah. wasn't he the he's, wasn't he the one who leaked like that photo of him being late or something from yeah. Nagy or something. Oh, shit? dude, I got fined for showing up late to a meeting. Some bullshit. And I, I think he did say some things in his in a presser where it kind of was like, I don't care if he's better than me or something, you know, something like that. And I guess, I mean, there's really not a lot to talk about. I think that's what a lot. No. I think that's what is Not really coming down, coming down to. I mean, we're going to do our uh, official, what we think our record's going to be, you know, closer to the season. But, man, it's like you see all these people on Reddit and the ESPN rankings and all this, and, wow, are we at the bottom of just about everything. Yeah, it's like you, you see that on like Reddit, like, and I follow some sports pages on uh, Instagram, or you know how like sometimes they'll be like suggested pages and they'll show you whatever. And it's always like, oh, projected uh, outcome of 2022 season. And the Bears, I've seen at least three or four different posts. Not like these guys are you know, experts on anything, but just seeing multiple people or multiple pages post that the bears could be getting the number one draft pick and being 32 out of 32 in terms of talent in the league. It's kind of shocking to me. I don't think that the bears are going to be, they're going to be horrible. I know that, but I, I don't think, I don't think they're the worst team in the no, league. No, no, but I'll play that. You also <laughs> read it and you're like, I don't think we're this bad, but then you're like, I, yeah, I could, I could kind of see it. I, I <laughs> well, and it's and the thing is too. It's like you see that, and like just like you're kind of like visceral reactions. You're like, no, we're better than that. Like we're the Chicago Bears. You got all these guys, but like we all know that the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs. They're not going to go anywhere. Don't we want to be the worst team? Like, I guess no, no. But I, I no, I don't. No, I don't. You want to see like 
areas where like oh some some guy or multiple guys show out and like all oh, those could be potential I don't ever studs. want the first pick. I just don't ever want it. I just I you can't I don't understandable, want it. Understandable. Understandable. Understandable, but I mean if the Bears are going to be bad, do you want them to be 6 and 11 bad with a Yes, yes. You want them to be I, 6 and 11 bad? Yes, get 5 wins, get 6 wins. Yes. Uh I or you just hope to God, if if we're, if we're the lowest in the league, that it's kind of like a 2017 season where, yes, you lose games, but you didn't get killed in any game. You lost by a score. Do do something what like the Lions did last year, where at least they're fighting. They're fighting in all these games. Yes, that would be. If I get like pick a scenario where the Bears are picking in the top three in the draft next year, that would be nice. Like it's not. A blowout, or just like it's horrible, like just turnovers, turnovers everywhere, and nobody knows what they're doing. But like, they're all rallying around the coach, and you see promise out of fields, and you might see two or three or four guys that kind of pop up and be like, "Oh, they're making plays." Like they could be something that we could see for the future of this team. That would be great. But I don't know. Like the more I, the more I think about it, the more I look at our roster comparatively because a lot of the people or a lot of the um, like pages I've seen that have made those posts have like the jets at like 31 and I'm like, I, I feel like the jets have a, a way better roster than the bears. And if they're 31, then we're not even close. That makes sense. The one thing that I too. like it messed up with is a lot of people will talk about our schedule and see things like, they're not looking at it as kind of what we were talking about last uh, last week with how it kind of is shitty for the players, you know, because of the buy situation, all that. I, 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 that aside, people just look at certain games and they don't even think about it being home or away. But they look at like the Giants, the Texans, the Lions, the Jets, the Falcons, and they go, "Oh, we're those are those are wins on our uh, on our schedule." And I'm like, the funny part about it is to me is that. Go to another. Go to any one of those teams' <laughs> subreddits, and oh, they're yeah. saying they're saying the same shit about yeah. us. The Bears, <laughs> <laughs> cakewalk. So <laughs> that's where it gets a little like, hey, like people think we're bad, and we very well. The only way that we can be a five, you know, six and pl- a plus win team is if number one is it. And that's it. Like that's that yep. is literally the only thing that could do it because our defense, even if we're everyone's talking about upgrades and whatnot, it's still young upgrades, and we still are going into a brand new defense where we really only have one good linebacker. So, I, how do you explain that to me and how that's going to work? At least we'll have that new coach mentality, like that new coach, let's fight for him kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I feel like. I mean, I, I don't know Eberflus other than just like his sound bites and his inter, his interviews or whatever, but he seems kind of similar to a not like one like one for one um, replica, but like similar to like the Dan Campbell of like I feel like a lot of guys are gonna rally around him and fight for him. He's kind of that I don't want to say rah rah, but he's kind of like that that type of guy where I feel like a lot of like young guys and people could rally around him and you might sneak out a couple extra wins because they believe in the coach where nobody believed in Nagy last year or the year before that. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting season. Cause like, like you mentioned about looking at like the schedule being like, Oh, Texans, Giants, Falcons, Oh, easy wins. As much as I can see like the bears being in the a top three, top four pick for next year, because they're so bad. I look at that schedule and just like you said, I could be like, oh, man, that's six wins right there. Those are all easy opponents. But I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out. Yeah, it was interesting. My dad said the same point you did last week where he's just like, I got to get one of those early games because I hate going to the games in the cold. Absolutely. And, that, and you that's only all got you got games, next maybe? year. Well, maybe yeah. you only got three games. Tim, I don't know if you saw this, but I uh, I saw an article on – the Bears subreddit that it looks like the Bears, specifically uh, Getzy, they want the Bears to be a run-first team this year. 
Thank I God. Had, I mean, I, when I saw that, I, I had like rub my eyes and be like, is, "Am I reading this correct?" Because like, I understand that the line is got new faces, but when you have David Montgomery back there, how, how have you not? How have the Bears not done that? Initially, like he's the only guy on our offense that we know is actually good. And the only guy like, sure, I think Mooney's like decent and I think he has flashes, but nobody in the league, nobody in their fantasy leagues drafted Mooney in the first, second or third round. So Mooney, Komet, nobody drafted any, any of our skill positions other than David Montgomery. Montgomery will get picked in the second, third round. So it's just like, why wouldn't you do that? And why wouldn't you also try to see what you have in Herbert? Like, it's just, it's just weird. Like, I've been thinking about it, and I sent that little uh, blurb or that Excel uh, little sheet that I sent to you guys and, like, how we're spending, like, how the Bears are spending versus the league. And, you know, we're the last in quarterback, one of the last in offensive lines, Top 10 in running back and last in receiver, one of the last in tight ends. Seems like to me, you got to use where your money is. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole reason why uh, Dallas Keuchel is still pitching because they're, they're paying a lot of money, so they're going to throw him out there. So you might as well give it to the guy that you think that you spent money on is going to produce. And the, the only... The positives of doing that is like it's going to only help out Justin Fields. You you would think like in a perfect world, if you you've seen what David Montgomery could do with an average to below average offensive line, even if you don't have the perfect blocking, he's going to get you four five yards a play. You think, um, and if he can do that, if you're giving him the ball twenty times, twenty five times, that's going to open up hopefully Komet and Mooney and maybe Villas Jones. St. Brown, whoever's out there, it's only going to be beneficial to to Fields where I feel like this is the kind of what we've been wanting under Nagy, what we've been saying. Like, why don't we run the ball more? Nine carries, 11 carries for Montgomery. What are we doing? The fact that we've actually heard this, it's it's optimistic. I'm very optimistic about seeing that. He also is not an idiot. He's looking at his roster and he's like, we just drafted. <laughs> like, we just drafted like, who am I going to throw <laughs> Who's the best guy in the field? Number. What I mean, these receivers could be decent, but we know they're not going to be like good. And if they are, that's awesome. But we don't know right now they're good. Getze knew that he had one of the best receivers in the NFL the last four years, five years of his calling plays. So he knew that passing it was easier. Also, you know, an MVP quarterback, but he has no idea who these guys are. So, well, I, I just like to picture it because, like, I mean, I love basketball. Basketball is my my first sport, my first my first love when it comes to to sports. It's like a new coach coming in, and you have a seven foot six guy who's shooting threes, and you're just like, why don't we put him in the post and doing jump hooks? It's like how I feel like Getty came in. He's like, why are we throwing 40 passes, 45 passes a game with a rookie quarterback with no wet, with limited weapons and underperforming Allen Robinson? And you have Montgomery, who's proven that he can get you decent yardage per carry. Why don't we do that? So, And Montgomery's going to want that because he's trying to get paid. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... We'll see. I I just look at that money and how we're spending it, and I think it's just kind of dumb. I'm not trying to be against uh, polls, but man, you would really like to have hoped that he would just when you have when you're one of the lowest in the entire league for spending, just throw some money on a one year <laughs> guy. Like why not? For sure, like, for sure. What and anyone who like argues like oh don't don't try to sign Julio Jones or. Jarvis Landry or whatever. Didn't Jarvis Landry just sign for a two-year deal? Like, that's what we want. Like, a yeah, guy who's yeah. won two years. Why not do that? Why? Like, I I get his process. I understand it. But also, you literally have money. Why not use it? Yeah, like, a year. Like, just even to build up the confidence of Justin Fields. Like, hey, I got a year of, of Julio or whoever. Like, that's going to build the confidence. I got a guy to throw to. And then maybe that the next draft, if you're drafting in the top, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you're going to go wide receiver, 
So you build that confidence and then you build that relationship with Fields and the younger guy. So I, I, I totally am on board with kind of getting somebody, somebody in uh, for Fields. But in terms of like, I know we were talking about um, being the run first offense and we, we mentioned a lot of Justin Fields. That doesn't just mean just, or not just Fields, excuse me, uh, David Montgomery. That doesn't just mean David Montgomery. We have um, Cleo Herbert. We've got the guy we drafted out of Baylor. Who are all could be viable weapons in this offense. So I'm looking forward to seeing us run the ball, or even if that means if I consider run first, like screens out of the backfield, which we've never saw under Nagy. Well, and even if he said he was going to do it, you knew that motherfucker yeah. was going to go back to his bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to play I'm anymore. not an idiot. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. We need to run the ball more. So at least I get to trust this guy and that if he's telling me one thing, it's probably hopefully going to happen. Whereas Nagy could have literally said every week in OTAs, hey, I'm going to use Montgomery more. We would have been like, you you slimy fuck. You're not doing it. And, and the fact that this is the offensive, like coming from an offense where you have Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams, where you could realistically think like, hey, I, I, you could throw the ball. 55 times because you have those two weapons and obviously you have Tanyan and Lazard, other guys, but you also notice, Hey, I have Aaron Jones and I have, uh, what's the other guys, the backup, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, like you have those weapons. Uh, you're going to utilize them. You never saw Aaron Jones only getting eight carries a game, nine carries a game. And even if he did get eight, nine carries a game, they would still scheme it so that he would get like those check down passes and get get some work. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like the fact that he's coming from that offense where like where you ha- he had. I, how many times did we even throw to Montgomery last year? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not I'm not like Jackson. I'm not going to pull up the stats in yeah. front of me right now. But it wasn't enough. I mean, it was no, it, no, no. He was used as like a pass catching running back his first year, and then like. After that, it just completely died off, and it just was never that thing. And when we needed four yards, and we have a tight end who can't even get a touchdown, and we have guys who can't get us those four yards, Allen Robinson, his whole his whole idea of being on the team is to just get you four or five yards, and he can't do it. Why are we not using the only guy on our roster that's actually worth something that we know of? Not saying anyone else isn't, just we know who Montgomery is, so why not use it? Yeah, and, and kind of like speaking on that point, that kind of makes, if they're going to be a run first uh, offense, that kind of makes me kind of like my eyes kind of pop open a little bit with the uh, Vilas Jones pick because he's great in space. Like if you got guys, you know, trying to, oh, they're going to hand the ball off here where last year people wouldn't just kind of play off the run against the Bears because they knew that they were going to pass it. If you're pounding the, pounding the ball with Montgomery or Herbert or whoever, and then you throw a, you know, check down or a screen pass to Vilas Jones, who is known for his yak and his like kind of creation after catching the ball. I can see it. That would be nice to see something that we didn't have. Just don't if make it so that Fields feels like he doesn't have to play hero ball. We're st- the game's still within reach in the third and fourth quarter. Even if you're losing games that way, that's how you're going to make him a better player. It's just that's how it's going to work. Absolutely, and I, I feel like it all kind of boils down to like what the line does this year, and like how all these how all these picks pan out, and if Jones and Borum make the next step. But in terms of like what we're hearing from the coaches and like how they want the offense to run with this, who we have on the field right now, I can't say that I'm disappointed. Like that's kind of what you got you have to do with the group that we got. Should be fifty fifty for just a fifty fifty game plan just for the entirety of the season. And it's one of those where if you're down by two scores and you're coming into the third quarter, you should still be running the ball. That's it. Yeah. Not just not abandon the run because halftime occurred and you're just going to change your game plan or not change your game plan if you weren't running the ball before. So it'll be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Hopefully to see that take place next season. I'll switch it for you. Let's say we did go out and get an offensive free agent. Are, are, are you kind of me? And now just being that Cubs fan, being a Bears fan, and now with like the Sox right now and their offensive struggles, 
do you really and, and then you know um sure uh going out and getting DeRozan was awesome he was an offensive powerhouse but then not so much in the playoffs you know like do you even have any faith whatsoever at all in a Chicago free agent that's offensive for any Chicago sport? Because <laughs> um, it seems like we get a defensive end, you know, we get a linebacker, um, you get you get yourself, like, I mean, again, I'm talking Cubs. Oh, Jason Hayward, man, guy can play right field, but that's about it, you know, like these big moves that happen just seem to, and it's, when it's supposed to be this offensive guy is going to click, going to make things go, in, go, I just, like, I feel like if we got Devontae Adams, he would suck. To answer your question, no. I do not think <laughs> that the Bears can, the Bears or any, any Chicago team, until I see something, I don't think anything's going to happen. Like, I ex- fully expect just from being a Chicago sports fan, the Bears are going to sign the oldest, like, passer prime guy that kind of has their name still has relevance. That might be Julio Jones. I don't know, like, just after his last season. Um, but I don't even see them going after him. Uh, yeah, I I do not have any faith that the Bears or any, any Chicago sports team, to that matter, has the ability to draft, or not draft, excuse me, pick anyone up in free agency who is an offensive threat. Uh, I feel you, like that's why we get so attached to these drafted players, because we just know that yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it for us. We're never going to go and get Russell Wilson and he comes and he's good. We're never going to go and get, you know, uh, a LeBron or something like this. Like it's just not. And even if we did get a top tier caliber player like that, that's supposed to be, wow, the the point scorer, the guy who's going to be the next Jordan in Chicago or anything. Yep. It's not. It doesn't work that way for us. If you said trade, I would have said, yeah, prop, like, I could see that. Because obviously we've done Brandon Marshall. And we've done – there's been other – But those even ish. were – they were great, but they were short-lived. Yes, but the, I feel like there's been more hype over the, the people we traded for in terms of offensive weapons than free agency. Free agency, I have like zero point, like zero reason to believe that we could do it. I mean, so I think Jack, Jackson's mentioned it before, saying that Hosa – for the Hawks is like the biggest free agent signing. And I could care less about. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they're doing all that sorts of things to their players in their locker room. Sounds pretty far for the course for a Penn state fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so maybe it's a good thing that we're not going to get in some of these guys because they would just eventually be a disappointment. Yeah. I could, could, you could probably imagine this as, lo- as well as me, Julio Jones coming to the bears and he gets, 500 yards, two touchdowns, is injured for four games, five games? I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, tell me that doesn't sound very Bears-esque. It sounds or, very Bears-esque, but at that point, I, I but if, at a point, I would take it. I mean, it's that's close to uh, Allen Robinson's numbers. If so. it makes Justin Fields have one or two fourth quarter, like, come from behind, win a two-minute uh, drill victories and he's feeling himself. I think it's worth it. I shouldn't even set Julio because I feel like Julio probably would give some uh, insightful information and be like a great role model, you know, someone to talk to. The Bears would sign someone who's not like not going to benefit fields in any sense. That just is what we're used to. I mean, he likes this 28 year old rookie or whatever the hell. So who knows? Eh, he's 30. Let's, you got to keep pushing it up. Every episode, he's a year older. <laughs> Guy's 35. What's going on with this? 35-year-old rookie is the Brandon Whedon of uh, wide receivers. Well, heck yeah. But yeah, man, we're like we're like a whole NFL season's away from a, from the season start. And I feel like everyone's ready for it. But, you know, you got NBA playoffs right now. You got baseball going on. White Sox seem to be underperforming. Cubs are Cubs. It's it's that lull time in Chicago right now, for sure. It's it, it's go outside and enjoy the weather. Yeah, it has been nice out here in uh, Illinois. Obviously, it's been nice out by you. Um, I have I have there was something that happened in baseball that I have a a take on that I want to kind of get your opinion. But first, the Suns. I know you're not a Suns fan. 
Your wife is a Suns fan. You love oh, it was. She, I've never seen my wife Jen turn off, uh, turn off the game. She did a good old NHL uh, getting uh, getting beat by four goals. Turn off. <laughs> turn off the Xbox before the game's over. Oh yeah, turned it off. I, I've never seen it. It was in the third quarter. It was atrocious. I've never seen that anemic of a uh, performance. And I was kind of happy because I don't mind watching the NBA playoffs, but I don't like I don't like heft. I don't like having to watch the NBA playoffs. I like just turning it on. You know, uh, yeah, Matt. It's it's part of like oh the the sun. Got to start it ever. Yeah, yeah. Got to start it when it starts because you know basketball is just better in the second half anyway. So it, it's it, it was I was like whatever, but yeah, I don't know what they do, but they got clowned on pretty hard. I was gonna say so they were in the finals last year, and then they were. This was the they had the best second, record, sixty four wins. They were the number one seed. This was the second round. What was like? So was the overall like? Was there a lot of Suns hype just like being around town? Like there's, if the Bears are the, all old... the rally the valley, rally the valley, and it's pretty obnoxious. You know, I work at a school district, so there's all these people that are just like that when we're we're having a meeting or something like they, you know, it's it's like some person that you know never watches sports is just like says, oh, you know, I like the Suns, and you're just yeah, like, Good how for about you. that? How about that Devin Booker guy? Huh? Yeah. It's I, I good for you. That's cool. Like you're about it. Uh, Arizona sports is is rough. It's rough. Uh, it's a lot I, of transplants. I know. So it's, it's hard. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at a Cubs Diamondbacks game last weekend. There's just way more Cubs fans, and you can't blame anybody. Uh, I mean, heck, if you are an Arizona sports fan, you probably should be a Diamondbacks fan because they're the last you know person to give you a championship there. So. I, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for my wife. But, man, I don't really like guys on that Suns team. I, I don't like Chris Paul. Uh, I don't like Devin Booker. So it was nice to kind of see them get their shit, uh, shit pushed in for a little bit just because I feel like they get a little cocky. One, and I didn't I see that they had a parade for winning the Western Conference last year? Bro, they – yeah, I don't know. They like like the Bears didn't have a, a parade for winning the NFC when they no, went, when they went I, for the Super Bowl. I feel like too that loss is just something that you never come back from. I just yeah, I, I could totally see it being like the Suns just suck next year because of that. Yeah, or just they'll never be in the consideration again. I mean, Chris Paul, thirty-seven years old, he gets on, he gets his birthday and, and turns thirty-seven, and he literally like since then, like his highest point total was like five points in a game like that's not going to get it done and that's guys that guy's super maxed so yeah he had what one he had one point going into the third quarter something like that that's deandre Aiden's gonna leave like it's it's the beginning of the end that was the beginning of the end and it's that kardashian curse you know uh booker and all that i i don't know so yeah yeah i i went down that rabbit hole i know what you're saying like i went down the rabbit hole of miles austin remember him he was oh dating, yeah he dated kim and then he was like a two-time all pro or two-time pro bowler Dardane kim never heard of him i liked uh when the suns were bad uh because i don't NBA is not like my favorite uh, sport, but I don't mind going. Going to an NBA game is pretty fun. Uh, but so when the Bulls were in town, it was nice to grab tickets for forty bucks. And then the Suns are good. Now it's triple digits. Like it's not you're yeah. not going to get that, and you're going to be going higher up in the stadium. So when they were bad, you know, I would I, I would go to two or three games a game a, a year. Not yeah, it's, anymore. it's like something to do. Like hey, yeah. like, we'll go and. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's like, oh, I feel like you, you don't end up going because whatever, you're not bummed about it. Where like, if you obviously have to throw away two triple digit tickets, you're, you're pissed off. Like you're going to go to that game regardless. Oh, I mean, I imagine all those people that were at that game and like a hundred percent know it's over after the first quarter. Well, I, I got a question. So I, I know my, my answer. I clearly, I feel like I've, if you've listened to this podcast, you probably know my answer. If you're a, a Suns fan, let's say it's the Bulls, whoever, if you're the, the fan of the team that's losing by 40 at halftime, 
Are you sticking it out for for the game, or are you, are you leaving at the third quarter, halftime, whatever it was? I was thinking that because you threw a lot of money on that. Like, especially I'm talking about, like, the people that are courtside or, like, around courtside. Yeah. Because the people that are not courtside but, like, close to it are, like, your average Joes. Like, they were zooming on people. They were like, okay, this guy doesn't look like he's getting paid a million dollars a year. He looks like he's got a nine-to-five job. I don't know, man. I would have to say— Those people that are like, this is the big spend of the year. Like, this is, like, what we're going to— Yeah, and because it's that big spend, I could see why you would stay. But, man, oh, man, during that game— around the third quarter, I'd be like, dude, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, absolutely. I am 100% out <laughs> of the door. And I it's, mean, well, you know when it's bad, like there would be nothing in my mindset right there of let's go so we can get home early. No, it's not even what I want to get home for. I got to get the hell out of here. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, I can't be associated. Like, it's just like, ugh. it's like 27 stuck. points. That score is like, and half. like I, and it's not even like me being like the superstitious sports fan that I am. It's not like if I leave, they might come back. It's just like I'm like I'm done with you. I'm done with this team. I'm done Very, with that. Especially it, it, game seven, and you're getting booed in your own stadium. Right, the, the first time I checked the score to the game, like I think I I, I don't know if it was like in the group text or whatever, and, and it was the third quarter. They had thirty points in the. Th- third quarter at some point I was 27 like, in the first quarter Luca had 27 and that the, is a, I, 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 in that first quarter I'm saying the first half and and Luca had the same amount of points and you're just like dude this is bad this is like bad. so, so there's obviously all all three of us being Bears fans number one what's like the equivalent like if it's if it's halftime of a bear that's a like, good question because what's that what's like NFL's that NFL's different uh is you like know, 40, also because there's there's those because there's those fast breaks and whatnot, and then you also have in basketball like they were there were shots that just weren't going in, you know. So I would have to say, if you're saying, "Hey, I'm leaving in a playoff game for the Bears," I've been to the Bears games and seen some ridiculous comebacks. So it would have to be like at halftime, it'd have to be. Well over, it'd have to be over 30. So you're like, like 42 to 3, 42, 42. If, I guess to, it depends. If it, it was like, you know, 28 to 0 or something like that, how did that 28 to 0 happen? Was it like, did did two of them include like a terrible interception? Well, that'd be like, so it'd be like if it was, if it was, let's say 42 to 3, because like, obviously the Suns score points. If it was like forty-two to three, if this was like a football game, nobody was hurt. Like nobody went out on a stretcher for your team for the Bears, and your best player, let's say it's David Montgomery in this in this scenario, had four yards. Like nobody's hurt. Your best player has four yards. I feel like I got it. I feel. I feel like I gotta get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like that's. <laughs> I, I always say that I want to stay with the ship, but like, wow, I, uh, I don't know. But yeah, like NFL is hard because s- scores can take a long time, and they could also happen really quickly. So I think even still within like three or four touchdowns at half, I'd still stay. But yeah, well, and it's uh, hard too because like there's there is no game seven in football. Like game seven is like the fact that like pe- like people recognize game seven is like. It's game seven. Like, you got to mentally prepare. Like, it's yeah, like, I think that also changes it. it. When it's a playoff game, I think it, you would, a lot of people would say, oh, you would stay to the end no matter what. It's a playoff game. I actually think it's reversed because a regular season game, we're down that much. I want to just stay because we'll see who's playing and what's going on and all yeah, this. Like, and there's I, next week. Like, yes, whatever. Yes, yes. If this is just like, we are done here. Like, yeah, uh, we're cooked. I, I I don't know, and it, like I was thinking that because I was looking at some guys, and like you knew that, especially if they bought those two tickets. I mean, you're talking four digits. You're, I mean, you're talking about a grand, two grand. I don't I don't know what you do, but I I'll tell you what I would do. I'm out. Yeah, I am out of there so fast. If my team is down forty at halftime, it's basketball. If they're down. 
thirty. I don't know what the breaking point is for football. Just you know, depends on how the. I think it also how it depends on how your offense is firing. Yeah. And if, and, it, and and the way it was, and then especially there was a point where my wife turned it off because usually when games are like all said and done and you're just like, this is over even like on neutral games, because my wife likes watching NFL or this or that, even on neutral games where none of us have a fan, uh, none of us have a team, you know, in, in it regular season, even if it's like way out of reach, my wife will just be like, Oh, you never know. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. So I was very surprised to see her turn it off, but I don't think it was so much of a fact of the points. It just was in third quarter. They came out flat and they were like, there was times where they weren't playing defense. So it was just like, you gave up straight yeah. up. Yeah, so. absolutely. And like the the last, before we move on and I kind of get to what, uh, what I mentioned about baseball, I talked about is like the last time I could like think about a, a game, a playoff game being this like lopsided was the, Braves and Cardinals series where the Braves scored like 10 runs or, or the Cardinals scored 10 runs, I believe, actually. Yep. In like uh, the first inning. Like and that's you, like, yeah. And you saw like people because the, the traffic is so hard. So hands like, head. yeah, there's people that were uh, on our baseball saying like, I hadn't even got into the stadium yet. Yeah, that's oof. coming from work. Playoff game, haven't even gotten the stadium yet, and you're already down ten runs. <laughs> that is a feeling that I do not envy at all. No, at all. All right, but anyway, Tim. Speaking of baseball, this happened earlier in the week, and I just wanted to give my my thoughts. Kind of goes along with my take of like I pitchers are babies and not just kind of that, anti. That take is Luke hot right now because. Wow, there's been some baby shit. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, so being a Cubs fan, you probably saw the whole anyone who follows baseball saw that the the Reds lost a game throwing a no hitter. They lost to the Pirates throwing a no hitter. Am I wrong in saying that a no hitter is just like not a big deal? Like I like if someone throws a no hitter, I'm like, eh, like I it's not. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's like it's cool, but like it's on par with like a guy in the NBA dropping 30 points or like a guy getting two touchdowns in the NFL. Like I wouldn't say it's an NBA 30 point. It doesn't happen that because does, maybe, doesn't maybe 30 40, points. 40, yeah. 40, 40, saying, doesn't 30 happen quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. But like, uh, like a, a perfect game, like that's awesome. Like I have totally on board. I, I can see, full. I can see what you're saying. You're, and you're, uh, you're damned, uh, better off for saying this without Jackson. Cause he'd kill you. Oh, he'd be, oh, he'd be grilling me saying that, oh, the no-hitter is this. But, like, the people that, like, have thrown no-hitters, sure, there have been guys who have thrown no-hitters. Carlos Rodon, uh, Giolito threw no-hitter. Not that those guys are, like, cream of the crop of all time. But, like, then you got guys like uh, the the dude from the Angel throwing his his first appearance, throwing a no-hitter. I can't think of his name. You got all their well, guys. That, that, out didn't, there. there was a guy uh, or a rookie this year, Reed Detmers. He threw a no hitter with two strikeouts. What the hell is that? Yeah, and then it's like then when the the Sox played the. I think in today's ba- today's baseball, it's not as big of an achievement because like everyone's like like there's teams that when they are slumping, holy shit, everyone's oh, slumping. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. So is it still cool? Absolutely. Do I still do the where I don't say no hitter? I say no, no. And I if I see that a Cubs pitcher is doing it and I wasn't actively watching the game for whatever reason or I'm listening on the radio and I hear it's happening, do I turn it on? Absolutely. Like, do I want to see it? Yes. But like if I see a no hitter, it's I might have a beer, but it's not like I'm going like fuck yeah you know i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everyone at work tomorrow and say it's yeah yeah. it's like i feel like i I feel like if someone on your team is throwing a no hitter like you're like oh wow this like we're watching something special blah 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 like but if you're someone's throwing a no or someone's throwing a perfect game like you're like not moving like you're not if you have to pee you're holding it in to like try and keep the mojo going or you're not well we had that like that 
it was either 2018 or 19 where there was like a, a bunch of no hitters and then yeah, there was like 10 in the first like seven weeks of yeah baseball. And, and all the stupid crap they're doing with the ball and and then everyone bitching about it and then like the three true outcomes really honestly there's nothing here my take is that there's nothing uncool or the no hitter in and of itself is still awesome still yeah, an so amazing cool. feat but it's gotten ruined by baseball, the media around baseball ruining ba- baseball. Yeah, absolutely. It, in terms, okay. if it's like if you're gonna say it's overrated or underrated, I would say that the no hitter is a little bit overrated. Now I'm thinking, oh, is the ball he's using just shitty that day, or is it is it really? Uh, or yeah, and like I said, it just seems like, and this I know this is a baseball thing has been around forever, but man, like I said, there's when a team's slumping. What, that nobody can hit. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And like, if if you were if you were like to kind of like do like a quick uh, tier list of like things in baseball, would you rather see a guy hit for the cycle for your team or throw a no hitter? What would what would you say? I still rather see the no hitter. And I would rather see a guy hit for the cycle or even a grand slam. Perfect game is probably tops of that list. Where like no hitters like probably bumped down now just because of. It seems like you, you, like you said, you can have seven walks and four errors and throw a no hitter. Like Michael Kopech, people were saying that, well, he did. He like had three walks and there was an error or something like that, and he gave up three runs. But then like, oh, he threw a no hitter for the remaining five innings. Like, don't that doesn't doesn't click for me. It's not. I, don't, I could care less. If it doesn't click for you, it doesn't click for you. It was still absolutely hilarious that the reds lost that way <laughs> and of course it was the pirates like the other like joke franchise in uh the nl central hey they're they're they were in third place and then we just took two <laughs> games we just took two games from them so yeah you got you uh you had uh say suzuki throw out vogelbach a former cubs prospect at home plate which that watching guy's, him run that guy's watching huge. him run watching him run is like how do you like that's he's a pro athlete. Like I get like, oh, David Wells or like bigger guys in baseball. Oh, how are they a pro athlete? That guy is like, what is his offseason program? Uh pasta. <laughs> pasta <laughs> and beer and swing it as hard as you can, but hey, they threw a no hitter. Hey. We'll go no down hitter. the hitter. <laughs> I, yeah, I, now I'm going to be thinking about it anytime there's one where just like, and, and especially too, like, I don't really want to see in the headlines the combined no hitter. Yeah, like a combined no hitter is like, okay, like, cool. Finish like, it out or not. Yeah. What, 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 what was your pitch count? What, what could your pitch count possibly have been if you were throwing a no hitter and you got taken out in the fifth? Uh, clearly, it's uh, multiple walks, multiple errors, I'm assuming. Because if you're at like 100 and – because if it's a perfect game or like a no-hitter with one walk, you leave the guys in at 120, 130 on the pitch count just so they can have that on their uh, on their stat card. But like if you're getting pulled out in the seventh, unless it's like you're babying a guy because he's coming off an injury, if you're pulling a guy in the seventh inning, he's got to be at like 120 – in the seventh inning because of walks or errors or what, whatever it might be. And I'm not, a big, choices. I'm not a big fan of like how, again, baby pitchers. I'm kind of not a real big fan of like the whole, like you don't get an earned run against you. If it was an error, that's your team yeah. making an error. Like if, if somebody, if Kendall Vildor falls down and the other team scores a touchdown, the entire team feels that, you know, like pitchers, like, like, do you, no pitcher gives a shit about their win and loss uh, stat. It's all about their ERA. So it's just, that's how they're going to get paid. And I get it. I understand it. And it has definitely helped me in fantasy, but I've always got, kind of just been like, you know, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes if they do earn it because it's an unearned guy that gets a first base, and then you eventually, 
you know, do something oh, that yeah, gets yeah. it. But still, like when it's those like errors that, and then the run scores. I always just hate how I don't see the earned run on that pitcher. Oh yeah, it's like you see, especially playing fantasy. You're like, oh, like the the team my pitcher plays for has like their loot. Their team's losing four to nothing, but you're the pitcher I have only has two earned runs. Like, how did that happen? You, and then you start thinking, you know exactly how that happened. You're just like you slimy. Like it just it, it feels bad. It feels like not. Yep. It's like dirty. Yeah, it is. And like, and don't give and don't and don't give me this BS that like people like people they wouldn't get paid uh, because they're they're if they were on like an, a team that had like a, a cruddy infield like people would go oh well their the ERA is like higher than they would don't give me guess all the nerds on all the the baseball teams and I, and I don't know the stats everyone would know and they would have like another stat of what would your actual ERB, ERA be without your fielders and stuff like don't give me that people would still get paid they need to have like a, a plus minus system for baseball, like in basketball or hockey. Like if you're on the floor when the opposing team score, that's a minus. Even though, even though, like it wasn't the guy I was guarding, I wasn't guarding that guy one on one. Well, and they, what they always do that for, like, remember when Degrom was on some terrible Mets teams, and it would be like, oh, he hasn't won a game because he and he's and his ERA is like close to zero, and he hasn't won a game yet or whatever, and you're just like. Win and loss, I don't want to see that. I don't I don't care about win and loss stats for pitchers because so much shit happens after you get pulled in the sixth. Like I just don't care. I don't I like I don't care. Like I let me see your ERA. What is it? What is the actual and then get, <laughs> make one or or make one of hey, your team's ERA. What are you? Like what are you contributing for? There's got to be some sort of like shuffle up in like the stats cuz like they're they're going to be there are so many stats in baseball that aren't going to ever be touched that they're going to stop caring about. Like obviously games played or wins things that just the way that baseball is played nowadays, they should have like top exit velocity. And just like, like sure, you know, like the guy should have had, and that's the thing I don't like either. Like, sure. He should have gotten that ball like, and been able to throw it. But like, when I was in Little League, and and when you're on Little League, and then for whatever reason you're on the mound that day, and then your team decides to just drop every fly ball imaginable, I'll, I'll tell you, it still didn't feel good on the mound. I wasn't, I wasn't getting, I, I wasn't getting yelled at by my dad, going, "Hey, uh, don't worry, everyone else on your team sucks. Your ERA is still zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I never the, get the, it. And the, when the score is twelve to nothing because you got kids picking grass in the outfield and picking their nose at shortstop, like you don't got parents yelling, "Hey, Tim, it's okay, you're ERA." Hey, in the in the book, I got you as zero, so you're good. It's it, everything's been team, 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 team. Yeah, and then like cool conversations could arise of like then we could finally get it and like you know in. August or July, we could be like, oh man, uh, this pitcher would actually have have like a three ERA less, but his team is dog shit. And then we could get that fun stuff. But you can like do that with everything. Like, well, if I shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's just like, shouldn't shouldn't you as a pitcher? I get it. I know that there's, and I love Hendricks. I know there's the ground ball guys, right, and the fly ball guys, and I understand that, but. Shouldn't your overall goal be to strike the guy out? And if, if, if you're, if you're a pitcher, and if, that should be your goal every time. If you do that, the guy can't hit it. And if if he hits it, and for whatever reason, yeah, it goes through the guy's legs or whatever, but it's still a major league hit ball. Like I just feel yeah. like there's some times where it's called an error, and yes, I'm not going to argue it's not an error, but I'm just like, there's sometimes it's in that situation where there's guys on base. Your coach is telling you, hey, you're not a ground ball pitcher right now. There's guys on base. You have to strike this guy out. And then you don't, and then you don't get penalized for it. I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. Oh, there's, we're, we're going to start a, some sort of like, 
upheaval in Major League Baseball where something's going to change because of the, the points we bring up. And I, I would like that to happen. But, uh, Tim, you had on the uh, the schedule something about some bear news. We haven't had bear news in... You know yeah. what? I, I would say I need Jackson for that. I need Jackson for that one. So we, we have bear news, but we're going to put it... Yes, yes. I did. I, I obviously I saw. I feel like I feel like sense. I feel like we need not not saying anything about you. I just feel like our discourse with Jackson is going to be good on that. Yes, and and already knowing the topic at hand, one thousand percent, Jackson is needed for this, and I I feel like we should lead off. I don't I don't know about you. We haven't really kind of hashed out what we want to talk about for next week, but we should probably lead off with that. Well, I'm I sure like it. I'm sure, like I'm sure. I'm sure. Jackson will come in with the the Philly guy story, but I love, I love leading off with Bear news because it's been it's been what months I'd say. Oh yeah, a few months. I, since Bear news. I think we'll we'll start getting that going more in the summer. I think we start that off next one. I think we had a good little episode here. I think we a- we, we, we oh. uh, ended off. Absolutely, it, it was a wonderful episode. We'll, we're going to be beyond excited to have Jackson back. In the podcast next week, unless he changes plans again. I doubt it, but um, yes, that was the Team Bear Sports Podcast. It was Kevin, Tim, at you with this episode. Feel free to catch our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you feel like getting your podcast. We'll be there. Um, Other than that, Team Bear out. Go Bears. Bear down. Later, guys. Later. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!